Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is a story out of Florida, and I want to give credit to my buddy Nathan who emailed me this story. Nathan, shout out to you, man. Thank you so much. You know, I always love these crazy Florida stories. I don't know what is going on in that state, but um, clearly we need to just all go there and turn the camera on because the shit is wild. No holds barred shenanigans in the state of Florida. I cannot get enough. A man in Florida asks the clerk, a store clerk, about stealing beer before he steals beer. And then he gets arrested just like she said he would when he asked what would happen if he stole beer. (laughs) This guy is a genius. And I'm sure his mother's proud. A Florida man asked the store clerk, hey, what would happen if I stole some beer? Police say Christopher Maxwell soon found out. Police in Sebastian, Florida told the TCPOM.com that 33-year-old Maxwell entered a convenience store at 2.30 a.m. on Friday, was told he couldn't buy beer because alcohol sales are banned in the city between 1 and 7 a.m., as they are in a lot of cities. It's crazy. Florida is so nuts, I'm surprised beer is, like, banned at, during any hour. <laughs> I think, so the, the alcohol is banned between the hours of 1 and 7 a.m., but apparently... Uh, the citizens of Florida's brains are banned 24-7 because they have no brains. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys from Florida, specifically Maria from Miami. Maria, I'm sorry. Please apologize to uh, all of the Florida people on my behalf. Uh, so now in response to Maxwell's question, the clerk replied that she would call 911. So he's like, what happens if I buy beer? She's like, I'm going to call 911 on you, sir, because you're not allowed to. Well, he grabbed two 18-packs of Bud Light and he left. And the clerk, what did she do? Or he do? Called 911. It's a she, it looks like. Yeah, she called the cops, said he stole beer. Police found Maxwell nearby with an 18-pack in each hand. Jeez, he didn't get very far. What did, he, what did he stop in the parking lot to crack one open? I mean, you got to run, sir. Run. Officers said he struggled when they tried to arrest him. No surprise there. He remained in jail on charges of petty theft and battery on a police officer. Records don't show if he has an attorney. I love how these, a lot of these articles are like, the records show that he doesn't have an attorney. Like, who cares whether he has an attorney? That doesn't take away from the fact that he's insane. <laughs> The, the records need to say whether or not he has a psychiatrist more so than an attorney. Like, who gives a damn about the attorney? This guy needs a shrink. <laughs> this guy needs therapy. I mean, hello. <laughs> this is great. This is great. I've always wanted to walk into a Catholic church and ask the priest, what happens if I drop acid during your, your, uh, your ceremony, during your speech? Because it would be way more interesting. Well, sir, you'll have to go into that booth and apologize. You'll have to um, be forgiven for dropping acid during my, um, during my speech. I would do it. I would do it because it's so boring in church. You need something to spice it up, whether it's acid or mushrooms or copious amounts of um, lighter fluid that you huff or airplane glue. I don't know. I just need to, <laughs> I need to spark up my Catholic church attendance <laughs> in some way. Hey, Father, what would happen if I snorted this airplane glue in the middle of your, of your, uh, <laughs> your, your speech? Well, sir, let's find out. A woman has declined to sing the national anthem at a minor league baseball game because she's not allowed to bring her gun to the game or the ceremony. (laughs) After being offered an opportunity to sing the national anthem before a Nevada minor league baseball game, a woman has decided to turn it down after learning that she can't bring her gun into the stadium. 
Her name is Alicia Walcott, and she was picked by the Reno Aces to sing after she submitted an audition tape, she told Fox News. But after she and her husband went to the stadium on Saturday to attend the game as spectators, they saw that security at the game included a metal detector and wands, which she claimed was a new measure at the stadium this year. Yes, of course, this is what they do now. Have you not been to an event, uh, Alicia Walcott, in the last year or two? I mean, what are you, an idiot? <laughs> this, is what you, this is what they do. Everywhere there's wands and security. I mean, you can't walk into any public event now. You, you, I mean, you've got to expect this kind of security. There's, uh, if you haven't been paying attention, there has been uh, these things called uh, shootings. Shootings, yeah, in public places like movie theaters and concerts. Have you been living under a rock, Alicia Walcott, for the past year? Get it together, girl. And you know what? You can just sing it home. Send in the tape. We'll just play it on the big screen at the, at the game. You don't even have to go, okay? You can shoot your gun off in the middle of singing it because this is America. And then they'll just play your video on the big screen and you never get to go into the stadium at all. How about that? That'll make everybody happy, won't it? <laughs> now, Walcott, who has a Glock 43 9mm pistol, no, no, not to brag, uh, she obtained a concealed weapons permit in 2018. She's told the Reno Gazette Journal that she wanted to carry the weapon into the game to protect herself. Now, the primary reason I'm a gun owner, she says, is because I live in a country where the basis of my liberty and freedom is a God-given right to protect myself from anyone. What kind of God are we talking about here? I don't remember. Um, <clears throat> is there anything in the Bible? I'm, I'm assuming you, uh, you go by the Bible. Is there anything in there about uh, God telling you you can bring a Glock to a minor league game? Because I'd love to see that. <laughs> Oh, she says, I desire to live in such a way that I protect this right all the time anywhere I go. Well, are you going on a plane, goddammit? Because it's not allowed on a plane either, you idiot. But what world are you living in? Yes, yes, you can carry it some places. You can't carry it everywhere. And, it's, and if you could, that would be an unreasonable place. It's unreasonable as it is currently that people can have semi-automatic machine guns on their person as they go to the fucking 7-Eleven. That doesn't strike you as being a strange world to live in? That you think that you can just take your gun onto a plane or into a ball game? Come on, what do you think this is? I think you're really warped, Alicia Walcott. Sorry to say so, that's just my opinion. <laughs> oh my. Walcott said she was extremely excited when offered the chance to sing, something she grew up doing and said she considered it an honor to perform the anthem. With all of that, it was extremely difficult for me to make the decision to turn it down. Oh geez, and we're really missing out on your um, having you at the game, I'm sure. She said she could have chosen to not bring her gun to the game with her. Quote, but it wouldn't have been because I had the option. It would have been forced. And that's the problem. They are taking away my freedom to choose whether or not to protect myself. All righty. Okay. <laughs> that's good. That's good. All right. It's nice to know that there's uh, idiots out there. Um, I know, you know, it makes me feel like I'm in a safe world. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Let me put this question to you. You know, I'm ranting and raving on her. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe I'm the idiot. Maybe you should be able to take your gun into a concert or into a uh, a ball game or a place where there's kids or on a carnival cruise or on a plane. I mean, do, what do you think? Where, where do we draw the goddamn line with this shit? I mean, this is fucking crazy. It's crazy. To me, it just seems crazy. You can't bring your gun everywhere, okay? You can't bring it to a PTA meeting, all right? You can't bring it to a school play. You can't bring it to a ball game. You can't bring it on a plane. You know, I just, I, there are places you can't bring it. Look, we have, sure we have rights, but you got to put limitations at some point. We all have the right. Listen, you can't just go having sex in the middle of a minor league baseball game either. Okay. But we all have the right to have sex now, don't we? You know, but if you do it there, they're going to arrest you for public, you know, indecent exposure, et cetera, et cetera. There are rules in life, honey, Alicia Walcott. If you haven't figured that out yet, there are limitations. Okay. This isn't the fucking wild west here. <laughs> That's just my opinion.
What do you guys think? Call into Weird AF News. You got the goddamn number. Email me. I want to hear from you. A football-sized asteroid makes a surprise flyby past the Earth over the weekend. Oh, boy. The size of a, of a football. Now, you think that the size of a football, that couldn't do much damage. But let me tell you, it indeed could do some serious damage if it hit the Earth. Really. I mean, destroy an entire city or, you know, maybe half a block or two. Probably more. I don't even know. I'm not a scientist. I'm just reading what I got here. The meteor or asteroid is called 2018 GE3. I don't know where they get these, you know, these bingo names for these asteroids. <laughs> it buzzed by the Earth Sunday in one of the closest encounters the planet has seen in quite a while. At its closest point, the large boulder was just 120,000 miles away from Earth's atmosphere, about half the distance between the Earth and the Moon, according to NASA's Center for Near-Earth Object Studies. The estimated diameter of the space rock ranged from 131 to 328 feet. Diameter? That's bigger than a football. Don't they mean football... Field? 131 feet? 100, the 328 feet. So like 100 meters. That's like, that's a football field, not a football. This article's messed up. Sorry, guys. I'm just editing as I go here. Well, that's nothing compared to asteroids that make up the asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter, which can measure to about 580 miles across, NASA explains on its website. Those asteroids, however, pose no threat to Earth. Thank goodness, because they would wipe us all out in the blink of an eye. The 2018 GE3 asteroid was discovered just one day before it skimmed past the Earth in what scientists are called a, calling a surprise flyby. <laughs> oh, I love it. Thanks, science. You got me, whew, you got me feeling so <laughs> comfortable and secure with, your, with what you guys are doing. That you, oh, sorry about that. It was a surprise flyby. What about the one that destroyed the dinosaurs? Was that a surprise flyby as well? Shit. <laughs> oh, man. It was discovered only hours later after it went by, apparently. That's not soon enough for me, man. I want you guys to... Can you guys please find this at least a few days before it comes by? My God. Aren't we supposed to protect the Earth from this kind of crap? How are we going to get on board with protecting the Earth from these things if we can't discover them, you know, sooner than an hour after they fly by? You know, all it takes is one, guys. If you haven't paid attention, science, <laughs> it takes just one. Oh, man. The asteroid that flew by Sunday was up to six times the size of the meteor that exploded over Russia, Russia's Ural Mountains in Chelyabinsk back in February 2013. The meteor uh, entered the Earth's atmosphere at a hypersonic speed of at least 33,000 miles per hour. Hypersonic speed. Oh, yeah, that was the one, the Russian one, and it shattered into pieces about 18 to 32 miles above the ground, injuring over 1,000 people, mostly from flying glass. So can you imagine... That's, uh, that's something that they can do. They can, they can land and do damage, but then they don't even have to land and they still do damage. They can explode above the atmosphere a few miles and just fuck everything up. The internet goes down, you know, your dog starts crying, <laughs> the glass in your car breaks, you know, you're, uh, if you were, happen to be building a, uh, a house of cards at the time, it, of course it would fall. <laughs> it'll fuck up your beer pong game. <laughs> you know what I mean? An asteroid will mess things up. Now, look, NASA tracks these asteroids that make close approaches to the Earth, and they provide data on the distance and estimated diameter of each object. But, you know, they, they don't have a budget for doing this uh, effectively. This is why we don't know about these things. But I just want to tell you guys, because uh, I'm a kind of a nerd about stuff like this, science and, you know, not crazy nerd, but I'm into it a little bit. And I, I've come across a, there is a research group that is a nonprofit charitable organization made up of 63 scientists, 55 universities in 16 countries, and they are a private organization that devotes 100% of their time in researching asteroids and comets. 
and trying to track them uh, with the hopes of, you know, letting us know sooner than NASA does about these goddamn things. It's called the Comet Research Group. Uh, their website is thecometresearchgroup.org. They also have a Facebook, Facebook page, the Comet Research Group, and you can donate to them. They are a privately funded nonprofit organization that is really dedicated into doing what I think is the proper research that NASA should be doing, and that is protecting us, you know, at least beginning stages of protecting us. Now, right now, you know, I think scientists at NASA have theorized how to deflect comets and asteroids from the atmosphere in order to save us from something that would end all, all life on Earth, uh, as it did, you know, to the dinosaurs 60-some-odd million years ago. But... Uh, in order to first do that, you have to spot them first. It's so much. It's so important to spot them first. And this is an organization that's dedicated to that. And I think that <clears throat> it's an organization that we should, you know, support and fund. I know that this is kind of a geeky thing for me to throw out there. You probably didn't expect this. But yeah, I'm into this shit, man. And I know and I realize there's a bigger problem going on on Earth, you know, and that is uh, the threat of an object from outside of Earth can just wipe us out in an instant. And we need to, you know, first of all, we need to acknowledge that. And secondly, uh, we need to put funding towards the research of that, you know. And NASA isn't cutting the mustard in that department. So that's why I'm putting to get, I'm putting out this little suggestion for the Comet Research Group. If that's something that you want to support, man, I think that would be a great place to put your money and your time and your effort and support. This is Jonesy. And please apologize. Please, please apologize. Uh, please forgive me for that rant. Hey, y'all. It's Jonesy. Just wanted to say thank you to all my fellow weirdos who have been calling in. I didn't realize how crazy it was going to get with the calls, but I love it so much. Special specific shout-outs to Ray from Plains, Georgia for showing me love. Maria from Miami who listens on her Alexa and she likes my penis stories. Yeah, a lot of women like my penis stories. What can I say? Michael from Iowa City who's now a regular calling in. (laughs) Michael had, uh, not a fan of the penis, the blue penis that was on the side of the building, says we have to think of the children. (laughs) Of course, Michael, I don't have children, so I don't think of the children. (laughs) You know, my question though, Michael, you you, you don't think the children are seeing a lot worse shit than that on the interwebs? I mean, porn is a click away. I don't think, I think they can handle a penis on the side of the building. And by the way, our ancient ancestors, okay, I'm talking about our like, uh, Neolithic ancestors, uh, who had who used to worship the phallic symbol and would have sculptures of the phallic symbol all over the place in their architecture and in their artwork. Um, and, you know, I think that's pretty cool. And why can't we just sort of learn from them and say, hey, let's wor- we can worship the penis as well and all the other private parts. Let's embrace them. Let's worship them. Hell with the kids. <laughs> For those of you who want to weigh in on the blue penis story and any others, I do love when you call in with your with your uh, opinions on this. And Michael, I especially enjoy your call-in, so thank you for that. Uh, my number is 646-450-2012. 646-450-2012. You can email me, funnyjones at gmail.com as well. And uh, I got some... Uh, I got an article that I'm going to be covering later that was emailed me from a listener, so that's cool. You can email me like suggestions. If I think the article is really cool and funny, I'll totally cover it. Uh, lastly, you can follow me on Instagram at Funny Jones, Twitter at Funny Jones, Facebook Comedian Jonesy, and Jonesy.com is my official website. I'd love to get, um, uh, I'd love to be followed. Is what I'm saying. I don't, I don't find it creepy. You can stalk me, stalk me. Go ahead, stalk about. Hey, Jonesy, 
This is Ray from Plains, Georgia. Just caught the very first broadcast that I've ever heard of your show. I've enjoyed it very much. Hope you have a great one. Hello, Jonesy. This is Maria from Miami, Florida, and I listen to Weird AF News on my Alexa. I want to say I really enjoy your humor and your opinion about everything, (laughs) especially stupid Florida stories and, of course, my favorite, the penis stories. I want to thank you so much. Okay, bye-bye. Hey, Jonesy. Michael calling back from Iowa City. I just wanted to thank you for broadcasting my Effingham story. You're right. It was a long effing story. And now I need to speak to you about your story from yesterday. And this is specifically in regards to the uh, five-story-tall blue penis in Stockholm. Okay, Jonesy, clearly you don't have kids. You've got to think of the children's, Jonesy. You've got to think of the children's. Come on now, I'm much like you, uh, an open thinker, and people can pretty much do whatever they want. Um, You know, you can eat whatever you want. You can do whatever you want in the privacy of your bedroom. And like you're always saying uh, in your stories, in my opinion, and then you go on to tell what you think, I agree with you on most of those things. But when it comes to public displays of phallic symbols, that's where we got to draw the line because you know that a lot of people are going to be offended by something like that. Uh, there's nothing wrong with the human body or the human form, and that's the way you need to teach your children, that there's nothing wrong with it or nothing dirty about it, but you teach that in the privacy of your home, and you let your children be comfortable with their bodies. And if you want to take your children to the museum where, can, where they can see nudes and statues and such, that's a conscious decision where you take them and show them those things. Um, your parents have to, you know, censor what the kids can see in the home as far as the movies and films that they see. But when you're going out into a public space and you've got five-story tall penises that are out there in the public open areas, that's going to be unacceptable to most people. And you can call it art if you want, but the public standards in most places are not going to allow for that. So just before you even install something like that, uh, the typical person is going to know that this is going to be unacceptable. So um, I have to say that I'm going to have to side with those people that are wanting that uh, that piece of artwork to come down. So... Uh, yeah, that's where you've got to come down on that one, Jonesy. If you don't have public standards and public rules, you're going to have anarchy. So you've got to think of the children. Thanks, Jonesy. Take care. Love you, man. Bye. Hey, Weird AF News, Jonesy! Good morning to my friend, even though it's kind of mid-afternoon and, you know, maybe good night. Who knows? When you get this. So, um, I was just calling in to say hello. And yes, Florida is, um, especially on Plenty of Fish, my sister's finding out that Plenty of Fish in Florida means Plenty of Psychos. So, uh, 
That's why she's probably moving out of the state and coming to Montana. But that being said, peace out to my friend. I understand. And keep it weird as, yep, keep it weird AF. And today's been brought to you by Waffles. Pancakes leaving you flat. Waffles, the sexy pancake. Hey, Jonesy. So I also heard your segment on the suicide machine, and I'm sort of torn about this, but I figure that people are going to end their lives whether anyone else likes it or not, right? And this machine may do it uh, less traumatically for family and less traumatically for the person who wishes to end their life. So... Maybe it's not so bad. Um, I don't know. I guess I've taken a slightly different perspective about some of this now that I'm living in a country that offers um, a way to end your life if you wish when you have health issues. And it's almost a comfort that I didn't realize I wanted or was considering. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, Jonesy, so I was just listening to your segment about the woman who refused to sing the anthem unless she could bring her gun with her, and I've never understood this, and I'm so confused. I wonder if individuals who wish to bring their guns into situations like this have thought it through. Like, if you think about it, in a big stadium, the closest way to protect everyone, those who wish to carry guns and those who don't, is to say no guns and to use metal detectors and wands. But if you say forget those and we're going to allow guns coming in, then those who do carry guns either feel that they are going to be the heroes to protect everyone or they feel that everyone should carry a gun. But when that happens, then when the first person starts shooting, do we know if they are a good guy or a bad guy and who are they shooting at? Then are you a good guy or a bad guy and who are you shooting at? And on and on.